0: of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and Thou me, with me of my O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor miserable sinner. Confess unto thee all my sins and iniquities, with which I have offended thee, and justly deserve thy temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and truly repent of them. And I pray thee of thy boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of thy beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the Word, announce the grace of God unto all of you who heartily repent of your sins, believe on Jesus Christ, and sincerely and earnestly purpose, by the assistance of God the Holy Ghost, henceforth, to amend your sinful lives. In the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. The introit. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High
1: shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty.
0: Glory
1: be to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be,
2: world
1: without end. Amen. He shall call upon me, and I
0: O Lord, mercifully hear our prayer and stretch forth the right hand of thy majesty to defend us from them that rise up against us. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end.
2: The Old Testament reading for in Vokadabit is from the third chapter of Genesis. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of of the fruit of the tree of the garden, that it was pleasant to the eye, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam said to his, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, that you should not eat? Then the man said, The woman whom you gave to me, are to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all the cattle, and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life, and I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain you shall bring forth children. You desire, Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Then to Adam he said, Because you have heeded the voice of your wife, and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil, in toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. in the sweet of your, in the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for dust you are, and for dust you sh- and to dust you shall return. And Adam called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all the living. Also, for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. Then the Lord God said, "Behold, the man has become like one of us to know good and evil. And now, lest we put, out, lest he put out his hand to take also." of the tree of life and eat and live forever therefore the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken so he drove out the man and he placed cherubim to the east of the garden of Eden and a flaming sword which turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life here ends the reading the epistle is from the sixth Chapter of 2 Corinthians. We then are workers together with him also. We then as workers together with him also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, In an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We give no offense in anything that our ministry may not be blamed. But in all things, we we commend ourselves as ministers of God in much patience, in tribulation, in needs, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labor, in sleeplessness, in fasting... By purity, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by sincere love, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well-known, As dying, and behold, we live, as chastened, and yet not killed, as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, as poor, yet making many rich, as having nothing, and yet possessing all things. Here ends the epistle. We rise for the reading of the gospel.
1: I'll give his angels charge over thee.
2: And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, afterward he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again the devil took him up to an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God. And him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. This is the gospel of the Lord.
0: The Nicene Creed. who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures and ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of the Father, and he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who is spake by the prophets. And I believe one holy Christian and apostolic church, I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, text is from 2 Corinthians 6 verse 1. We then as workers together with him also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord's Prayer teaches us for what things we ought to desire. That is, that we keep God's name and his word, for they are holy things. We're to desire that God's will be done and that his kingdom would come. We are directed to seek our daily food and sustenance from God. Well, the Lord's Prayer also directs us concerning the things which we ought to avoid and fight against and generally guard against. Sin, all our sins, are a problem for which we daily need forgiveness. And acting in unforgiveness toward our neighbor, that, yes, that too will harm us. Temptation are those things which are going to continually lead us, try to lead us away from, from God. And evil is an enemy, an enemy from which we need deliverance. This morning... In the Holy Gospel, it presents to us the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness. So, connecting that with the Lord's Prayer, I wish to highlight the sixth petition, which directs us to seek God's help in the midst of temptation. So I ask, are we on guard against those temptations which are coming against us? One. One. When someone else is rude toward us, when they are rude, do we look for ways to help them and bear their load, or are we anxious to show them their sins? Two, when we are tempted to be rude and unforgiving toward someone, do we recognize that that is a temptation? Or are we only concerned about being in the right? Three. When someone tells us some juicy bit of gossip about someone else, are we immediately on guard against this temptation? Or do we only think in terms of, who else can I tell this secret to? Four. When a new day begins anew, are we aware that there are going to be temptations which will lead us, try to lead us away from the Word of God? Or are we just so open to temptations that we think that, well, we'll read God's Word later, I mean, if we have time, but... Four. Finally, have we so scheduled our lives... That we have eliminated any possibility of, well, sacrificing our time or money and have we successfully avoided any opportunities that would involve love of neighbor? Scheduled around it completely. It's not gonna happen. Are we looking for those sneaky temptations? Are we aware that they would try to keep us away from showing love? whether they be to our spouse or a co-worker or an acquaintance. What I've noticed is that whenever we have a particular topic on our mind, we're more aware of that particular subject as it comes up. Uh, for a while, I was uh, speaking quite a bit about uh, justification and and atonement, and then All of a sudden, I noticed that, well, uh, these topics began to pop up in places that I hadn't seen them before. And I hand all of a sudden proclaims that we are saved by faith. And then even in the news, when I hear the word justify, I begin to go, oh, uh, um, my attention is peaked. Because, well, that's on my mind. I'm thinking about it. So what if we, in praying the Lord's Prayer morning, and evening, what if we were prepared? If we were aware that there are temptations that were going to come against us, if we prayed, God would keep us this day from sin and every evil. And and what if we prayed often that all my doings in life, my may please God? Would would we begin to look for temptation and? That so we could avoid it, I mean, if we asked that God and asked of him that the evil foe would have no power over us, would would we be prepared to look for the devil coming, the evil foe trying to have power over us? I think that many of us are not prepared, not prepared for temptation, and thus. We become an easy prey for the devil, the world, and our sinful nature. We have it in our mind that somehow temptation is not the daily life of a believer. It's, it's something in the future. Yeah, we, we think that, well, when the Lord leads us into that wilderness of 40 days, then we'll be ready. Or maybe we wonder uh, if we will be ready because we think the temptation's coming and when it comes, I don't know. But but we don't think of it as a daily thing, temptation. Maybe you have read of modern day examples in which there's killing of Christians in Africa or, or, or India. And uh, I often don't even want to... Click on those links or, or or get those images and thoughts in my mind and may, maybe we wonder what what would happen what would we be able to cling to Christ unto death as others have done well i don 't know, but that 's not the situation for which God has placed me. Um, I have to pray that the Lord would watch over me uh, just as he watched over others and the dangers that they had. But I need to be prepared for my temptations. I need to be prepared for the temptations in my place and my time. Those are the ones that he has given to me. And those temptations come at me daily. We cannot wait for the time in which Christians will actively be persecuted, not just in other places, but here, even now we have to be on guard about these daily temptations to sin that are going to come against us. They will continually bombard us, and we have to be ready. Today's account of Jesus temptation is the deliverance which has been promised that will well was promised soon after the fall into sin. Adam and even Adam and Eve fell into sin. Pastor, in red, Genesis 3. Our Heavenly Father promised to send a son who would defeat Satan. And so what do we see? At every turn, Jesus led a perfect life. And he clung to the word in defeating temptation. Jesus is the one who crushes the head of the serpent with every opportunity. And after the devil gives him his best shot, Jesus sends the devil away saying to him, Be gone, Satan. So today's text has our Jesus, and it foreshows his final victory over the cross when he defeats the devil. In the wilderness, we know he will defeat the devil upon the cross. So your sins have been redeemed. Jesus took them away when he died on the cross. You've been led to confess your sins as you did this morning and to receive the forgiveness that is proclaimed Through the word and the means of grace, you were forgiven when your sins were washed away in Holy Baptism. You were given the word of absolution, by which it imparts that very gift. And in a few moments, you will be forgiven through the reception of Christ's body and blood. Now, concerning that gift, that gift of salvation, it is received by faith, But in its cause is none other than the grace of God, God's graciousness. St. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 6, We then, as workers together with him, also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. We have received God's grace. His grace comes through the Word, it comes through baptism, it comes through the Lord's Supper. We have received his gracious gift of salvation, uh, and it has come out. It is the receiving of the defeat of Satan, and the sending away of all his lies. And we have been given the forgiveness of sins, which he has promised. And St. Paul says, of that gift, do not receive the grace of God In vain. What does it mean that we are to not receive the grace of God in vain? What it means is that we are to make use of that gift. We are to cherish that free gift of grace and do not allow it to be taken away. It means that we are to be on guard against the temptations that seek to take us away from our inheritance the temptations that teach us us to try to take us away from being children of God, it is trying those temptations try to take us away from our love towards our neighbor. What does it mean to not receive the grace of God in vain? It is to make use of those gifts, not to indulge the sinful nature, but to serve God. To serve God with righteousness and purity and to cling to his word so that those temptations might be turned away just as our Lord did in his temptations. But most of all, it is not about uh, uh, our winning. It is about Christ winning and us receiving his winning on our behalf. He is the one who always defeated the devil. Yes, we're going to recognize that in our temptations that we will fall we will fall short. And so, well, we're taught taught in the Lord's Prayer to ask for forgiveness daily, for that is what we need. But Paul reminds us, do not take the grace of God in vain. Do not receive it and then give in to temptation willingly. Do not take the grace that God has given and not cling to Christ. So now, having received the grace that God has given us, Sacrifice your time and teach your children the truth. Take time each day to meditate upon the word of God that you might be steadfast in it. Take time to have those daily prayers that you might be aware of the temptations that come against you. Love your wife or your husband, your children, your parents, but most of all, make the opportunities that you have to speak the word of truth and love your neighbor. Amen. May the peace of God which passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. <laughs> Create in me,
1: page 18. Create in me a and you.
0: Let's pray. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we thank Thee for all thy goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of thy dear Son, for the revelation of thy will and grace, and we beseech thee so to implant thy word in us, that in good and honest hearts we may keep it, and bring forth fruit by patient continuance in well-doing. Most heartily we beseech thee so to rule and govern thy church universal with all its pastors and ministers, that it may be preserved in the pure doctrine of thy saving word, whereby faith toward thee may be strengthened and charity increased in us toward all mankind. Grant also health and prosperity to all in authority, especially to the President and Congress of the United States, the governor and legislature of this commonwealth, and to all our judges and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after thy good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please thee also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for thy name and for thy true sake, comfort, O God, with thy Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of thy fatherly will. And although we have deserved thy righteous wrath and manifold punishments, Yet we entreat thee, O most merciful Father, remember not the sins of our youth, nor our many transgressions, but out of thine unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of thy mercies and from an evil death. And in every time of trouble, show thyself a very present help, the Savior of all men and especially of them that believe. Cause also the needful fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season, give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations, and to all pure arts and useful knowledge, and crown them with thy blessings. Bless our Bishop James and our pastors, Michael and Gary, as well as uh, Deacon Floyd Smithy and the congregation at St. James the Elder in Knoxville. Be with our armed forces, also Jason and Blake, with our police officers, including Daniel and Alex, Be with our shut-ins, Carolyn and Patty, our elderly, Violet and Tom, also with Susan and her unborn child. Be with our students who are away with Tom and Kara, Jonathan, Sarah, Sadie, Alexis, and Jessica. We also ask that you would provide for the needs of Larry and Deb, Christina, Jim and Charlotte, Rusty, Philip, and Mervon. These and whatsoever other things thou wouldst have us ask of thee, O God, vouchsafe unto us for the sake of the bitter sufferings and death of Jesus Christ, thine only Son, our Lord and Savior, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done Dearly beloved, for as much as we purpose to come to the Holy Supper of our Lord Jesus Christ, it becometh us diligently to examine ourselves, as St. Paul exhorteth us. For this holy sacrament hath been instituted for the special comfort and strengthening of those who humbly confess their sins and who hunger and thirst after righteousness. But if we thus examine ourselves, we shall find nothing in us, but only sin and death, from which we can in no wise set ourselves free Therefore, our Lord Jesus Christ hath had mercy upon us and hath taken upon himself our nature, that so he might fulfill for us the whole will and law of God, and for us and for our deliverance suffer death and all that we by our sins have deserved. And to the end, that we should the more confidently believe this and be strengthened by our faith and a cheerful obedience to his holy will, He hath instituted the holy sacrament of his supper, in which he feedeth us with his body, and giveth us to drink of his blood. Therefore, whoso eateth of this bread, and drinketh of this cup, firmly believing the words of Christ, dwelleth in Christ, and Christ in him, and hath eternal life. We should also do this in remembrance of him, showing his death, for he was delivered for our offenses, and raised again for our justification, and Rendering unto him most hearty thanks for the same, take up our cross and follow him. And according to his commandment, love one another, even as he hath loved us. For we are all one bread and one body, even as we are all partakers of this one bread and drink of this one cup. Page 144 in the Blue Book, we stand. Times and in all places give thanks to you. Holy Lord, almighty Father, everlasting God, you bid your people cleanse their hearts and prepare with joy for the Paschal Feast. Renew our zeal in faith and life, and bring us to the fullness of grace that belongs to the children of God. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Oh <speaking in Spanish> he took the cup after supper and when he had given thanks he gave it to them saying drink of it all of you this is this is my blood of the new drink of it all this is my blood of the new testament which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins This do as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. We give thanks to Almighty God that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. We implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Bless we the Lord. Bless